button. Yay. Okay, we have a newcomer, Christine. Hello. Hello. We have a tradition. Okay. So newcomers, say a few words so that you can enter the team and jump on the train with us. Okay. <laughs> it it um, helps to say, Christina, yeah, where are you calling from and what are you holding space for? Like, and then that's where your necessity of being in this space will, will come from. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, my name is Christine and I'm calling in from the Harz Mountains in Germany. And I'm holding space for women's circles and I'm doing possibility coaching. And I'm also currently involved in building a game world, a bridge house. And that's what I hold space for. Thank you. Cool, thank you. Anybody has questions for Christine? Where, where is the bridge house gonna be? It's gonna be in the east of Berlin, like in the in the south of Berlin, two hours from there, in the east of Germany. That's the place we we chose so far. Yeah. Cool. Hopefully, there will be another one here in this house someday. Cool. What What's the city or the village? The village where it's going to be, it's close to Cottbus. I don't know if you know the city. Uh, it's, yeah. It's very close to the Polish uh, border. Yes, this is why I'm asking. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Cool. Anything else from anybody else? Yeah, I have a question for Christine. Uh, I want, uh, could you tell us how, how do you hear about this group and what brings you to, the, to this team? I heard some of the recordings and well, I follow Anne Chloe and what she's doing and that's why I found this group, <laughs> this possibility team too. And can you say, Christine, just because usually we have a, a little space in the beginning or not so little, just a space in the beginning about, you know, what is our necessity as space holder? You know, what is that question? What's that edge? So anything from you like that would, this space would feed the, feed your edge. Yeah, my edge is, I have different edges actually, like, because I'm also holding space for the HP group. One of my edges is about space holding and, and money and how to, yeah, all this stuff about energy and energy exchanges or how that works. And another edge is about like, because I was also part of the feelings practitioners, like how to, um, combine this work in possibility coaching and also how to also integrate more body work in possibility coaching. Um, especially when we are working online a lot. For me, I feel fear a lot of losing um, 
losing to connection to this work for myself because I also work a lot with um, conscious touch and um, there are processes where it's really needed. And uh, I also experienced that just today having a client who was in shock and I actually would have needed to give him some kind of um, reference so he can feel his body in a way through my hands and yeah so I feel this fear of not being able to really do my work if if it's like only online and also the shift to online and yeah thank you thank you thank you Christina I when I want to share something I went through this transition at the beginning of pandemic, I also was a body worker. And uh, I can, if you want, I can share some, I don't know, we can, we can have a talk because I, I was in this place. Gabriel, can you share a couple of jewels or gold that you found in this transition? Because I think it would be useful for. Yes, this is very precious for, for me too. Okay, so I, I, I was in this point where I felt fear that I will not be able to use the skills that I've, you know, I knew that work. And I, I think one of the most important discoveries that I've done is that work with energy works also via screen. It doesn't matter how far I am. Mm -hmm. I realized that I'm doing, I'm give, I was giving a session and I was, the person had closed eyes and I was moving my hand and the person was reacting to me moving the hand. And at one point I was, what the fuck is happening? It's work, it works. Oh, okay, yeah, it works. Because I, you know, I forgot about, you know, the distance. And slowing down the process, especially when someone is big in big reaction on in big shock. And actually I found it much more empowering for people, for the clients, because I had to really slow down and teach them how they can give themselves the touch. For example, the touch of presence uh, or grounding touch or the, you know, the touch that would move their energy. And actually I realized also that focusing on different parts where the, for example, there is a blockage of energy themselves, they can learn how to, um, and it's actually not that difficult how to make more space something so something that i would do for them they can do for themselves mm. yeah thank you mm. actually that's what i did today as a solution <laughs> yeah well thank you i was just thinking while you were also talking gabriella how i in my life, I've organized that I can have as many hugs as I want. I can create as many hugs as I want. And I was just thinking of people who, who like are living alone or have not organized their life as an intimacy to have hugs and how that would create a, like a scar, like a wound somewhere in the, in the physical body, but the energetic body, the emotional body. And, um, and, and I think like um, you said, Christine, it's like something that we might not be talking about enough about getting holdings, getting hugs, 
um, creating this, this physical touch that is so nourishing, you know, nourishing for the, for all bodies, for all five bodies. And, mm. and to, I mean, I really appreciate what you said, uh, Gabriela, about how to, in, instead of you being the provider of touches, saying, okay, how, how are you gonna provide for yourself? And so that people are empowered in their own responsibility of, of growing up and evolving and healing. I think there's so much healing to do about um, receiving whatever, creating physical intimacy, creating physical intimacy. And I next next week, next Saturday, I'm um, Naomi Vandorf invited me to take the next step in this archaeal woman journey. And and I think one of the yeah, this is scary for me, I can tell you. Um, but one of the dimension that you know I've been through and I'm still really going through, and is absolutely part of my healing journey as a woman, is really healing sexual abuse in five bodies. And that really having been born and raised in a patriarchy, everybody, everybody to some degree or another has been sexually abused or, you know, whatever the word being, something happened that was, you had a no and you could not say no. And that's, and that's where the abuse started, whether, you know, in all of the five bodies. And so I'm, I'm really glad that, yeah you're doing this work when when is the work talk what time on saturday here it's 11 so it's an hour earlier than right now starting an hour earlier than right now yeah and you can contact me organizing it okay yeah i'll say i'll send i'll send the link in the group great thank you for, for me, it's also one of the edges uh, because I'm working with Gremlin right now about when you don't have like a lot of touch as a child, how much then this enmeshment with sexual energy in the, mm. in the unconscious part happens. And that's why it's also, I think, um, like necessary how to create or involve more touch in space holding. Yeah, I, I feel fear there are some parts of Gremlin that is not able to be transformed because it's happening a lot in the energetics and and I observe this whole phase on Instagram right now where so many women are using their sexual energy because they they kind of have to to transform their Gremlin and and on the other side they don't have to it's like this it makes a weird energy wave in the space. So, Christina, maybe a distinction that would it would seem useful for me if I was kind of work, doing that work, this work on mm -hmm. the decontamination and working with um, physical intimacy and the healing of sexual abuse is that the, the part, if we have not been held as children, it is mm -hmm. not the gremlin that's not been held, is really a child. It's really the child ego state that is missing this deep bond, this deep physical bond. And, and so if the gremlin is asking for physical intimacy, then that would be mixed with this unconscious sexual energy and manipulation and, 
you know, even victimy and that's gremlin. I'm trying to, that is a bottomless hole. That is a, you know, it's this image from the, the Buddhists who have those hungry ghosts, you know, this image from the Hindu and the Buddhist. So there's a hung, gremlin in, in regards to intimacy when it's unconscious like that, it's just a hungry ghost. There's nothing can satiate. That's how you say it in English. Yeah, satiate the gremlin. And and so so to distinguish the healing for the child part, which would come, you know, through holdings and um, and and also God, so much grieving, just so much grieving and an immense fear. I mean, we just I we just watch a movie. Uh, a few days ago and it wasn't about child raising at all but whatever the main character had a child lived in this condo in Miami you know overlooking the beach beautiful whatever it was him and his partner were sleeping in a bed you hear the child crying he stands up across the entire apartment to find this little baby girl in a crib by herself in her own room you know across the hall and and this is what are the American way of raising children. I mean, how insane, you know, really a child needs to be in the bed with the parents until the child wants to be, you know, say, I'm out, I wanna have my room. You know, which usually happens around six or seven years old, something like that. And, and so that's really this, this, this child part to heal and then to be, Really, I think the child part cannot heal if there's not, like you said, this absolutely clear distinction with the gremlin, you know, whatever, white widow, gray widow, black widow um, strategy. So, and it's, God, I mean, can you imagine people trying to, uh, trying to find that out, like trying to heal, trying to, there's a pain somewhere in people, people who are researching intimacy healing or, there's a pain and it's without having this distinction between the child ego state and the gremlin or the parent ego state, all of that is lost. Like it's all one, one mesh. And so Christine, I don't know if that's part of your job to also bring this distinction to, you know, to those game modes that you're seeing. Yes, because I am doing this process. It's, it's naturally happening that I see this in other people and people come to me about great. it. Yeah, great. And, and, and most of the, the necessary touches are because the contamination survival strategy is so attractive. It's like gremlin and child have constantly this agreement of don't touch me. I want, I need touch, but don't touch me. Mm -hmm. I want to feel the pain and it's constantly this, it makes this movement in the space constant. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, yeah. And as soon as like the child like can, can heal stuff about it, then it's like the, as if the gremlin relaxes and has not such a strong grip. Mm. That's how I observed it in me and also in others. Yeah, thank you. Cool. Uh, add one more thing. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Uh, also, um, most of most of adult people are, and especially women, I, I can say for women, that are, we are trained to 
um, the only way we can accept touch is through sexual encounters. So there is this very common strategy of trading your sexuality for tenderness. And that's, this, is, this is very common. So really, mm, really mm, having, well, first of all, having opportunity for having this possible, having possibility of not, not going to bed with someone, but actually saying what you really want. I just want to be held or I just want to be stroked. You know, having this possibility that I don't have to pay with sex for being close physically with someone. And if I want to be physically with someone, it doesn't have to be in a sexual way. This, is, this can be for many people from, I, I guess not only women, revolutionary. And in my practice, working with people and also, also for, my, for myself, I know it because I, that was my strategy during my 20s. So I think this, is, this can be revolutionary. Mm. You don't have to trade your sex for, for being closely with someone. I also would like to give a possibility for um, another kind of holding, um, depending on what the client, uh, ex like what the process was and in what age it was about. Like mm -hmm. I found holding is like very helpful when it was a process when we were like little, like six, seven or eight years old. But when you when you more touch the, the teenage phase, what mo what m most of us, I just yeah. want to say, it's also really for baby, like this whole yeah, thing. Is also for the this moment where you don't even have verbal, you know, sense. It's few weeks old, few days old, few weeks old, few months old. I think all the way up to the age you said. Hmm. Great. Yeah, yeah, I found in, uh, in in the women's circle, for example, we had like sometimes there were topics about when we were teenagers, like teenage women, and tried to find our blood sisters or. And then it, it, this, the holding was more of sitting back to back or shoulder to shoulder. Mm. And this was very um, intense to feel this kind of presence, but it's not like really like to have to be hold like a baby in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Christina, would you write a few words about it? And I think it would go in the holding website. And there's this very clear procedure about the holding as for as a baby, you know, as a young uh, mm -hmm. child. And then to have also this step, um, and that seems to be for women. I don't know what would it, this the holding be for men. Maybe it's the same. I guess it could work. And it's great to have photos. It's really mm -hmm. good to have, and not photos from the internet because the intention is completely different. You know, those pretty photos on Unsplash and stuff like that. There's all mm -hmm. sorts of energy. Um, but if you can either, either take photos of you or if you can have people who are physically together do that and take a, a picture of themselves and then agree that they will be on a public website that would be really useful because it helps people to have the visual. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you. 
And Clara, could you send the link of the holding space yeah. too in the group? Thank you. Yeah. How many people have done this holding healing for it's two times a week for 15 minutes for three months? How many people have done this or have start, are in the middle of the process of this? Okay, not enough. Like we really all need it. We really just all need it. We just not have been held. I mean, it's so clear when you see, you know, indigenous uh, cultures that the baby is carried on the skin of the mother for the first six months. The child does not touch the ground for six months. And that's the kind of bond, you know, it's this transition from being in the womb to being held in the womb, to being held on the skin. And then, you know, the child can start being on earth or whatever it can start having its own own life but this whole we just have not had that and that is a big it's a big wound in terms of it's just a gap in terms of our ability to relate to connect with other human beings so i'll send the the website and it's really find somebody next to you right and and it's really simple it's you come, you know, you meet. It does not need any words. You held each, you hold each other. So you really one person hold one person for 15 to 20 minutes. Then you say thank you and goodbye. So it's it, it. I wouldn't do it. You know, don't mix it with tea or coffee or an invitation or you have to pay for the holding or dinner or that's it. The person comes, you do the holding, they go. And three days later, you meet again and change role. The person who was held is holding the other person. And that's it, just very simple. You know, and if we were in a possibility team physically, what I would invite all of us to do is to come 15 minutes earlier. We do that and then we, we move on to the team or we do it afterwards. So how many people would have somebody that you can do that with? And, and just to be clear, it has to be... Men with men, women with women. Yeah. You cannot do it, women and men together. There's too much dynamic, um, mm -hmm. yeah, sexual and otherwise. So how many people could do this, could start this? Great. Great, super. And the other people, is it, what, what's up about that? For me, I'm very much in movement. So it wouldn't be the same person. I have girlfriends here that I could call upon for the next week. And then I'm in another place where I don't know anyone. So for me, it's about uh, community. So it doesn't need to be the same person. Okay. It doesn't need to be the same person for the three months. And then it would be me holding a possibility that I can have that wherever I go. And I am absolutely up for that possibility. Great. And yeah, that's and also it, great. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I just, just want to say, for the, during the lab, during the lab, of course, in the first meeting, you can say, I can, would two women be with me and we would exchange, you know, holding during the lab. And then you already have a team for that week. And then we would do it every day? No, you do it, you know, you find two days. So you do it twice. Doing the lab. Okay. Cool. And doing a break or something. Okay. Gabriela? I just want to add that uh, 
that's great that you move a lot because you can pollinate with this practice. So mm. you can inspire many people that you meet and they can start doing it as well. I'm absolutely willing. There are women everywhere I go, I just have to find the right telegram community. And there are women in everywhere I go, there's women telegram communities and I look for them. So absolutely. Mm -hmm. Wow. How, but this is a sort of separate question. How do you find those kinds of communities on telegram? The way women, how I experience women in the world is as soon as you meet someone who's local, you say, where's the, what group are you on? And they go, I'm on this group. Because women, that's how we, 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 I, I must have my women community and I'm really clear about that. So, and I think most women are, are guided that way to find ways to get with women. Mm. So it's, I would almost say it's part of our nature. No, I would say it is part of our nature. It is how we are. So we're lucky that I feel we're lucky, right? Like I know I can approach any woman and go, girl, I want to hang out with you and have coffee. And she'll go, oh yeah. <laughs> right now. And I do it all the time. <laughs> so, and of course, the first person that you meet, you meet in a, in a cafe or at a yoga class or on the street or in a, in a space, kind of any of those spaces. Okay. Yes. I mean, when I, when we arrived here, I went to a dinner the first night that was a telegram community dinner. And I, I went through the crowd and I'm like, no, no, no. Yes. And I walked over to the woman. I said, hi. And she's now my bestie here. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Darren's gonna I, 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 I just, I'm like, I, I don't know, but I don't think it works that way with men. <laughs> Yeah. I could be wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm just like, is that how friendship happens? <laughs> oh, you, you can, you, you yeah. can be the one to start the new tradition of friendship. Yes, for mm. men, yeah. you can create the culture. Yeah, I think men are afraid. Men have some fear around it. So, I yeah, I certainly have, definitely think so too. Thank you for sharing. And there that. are intentional male groups as well. You just have to look a little harder to find them, but they exist. In Devon, as a possibility is when we are in, in Portugal, you know, in between the training, you just organize a, a men's dinner one night. And there's people going to be there in between the two trainings or even staying afterwards, the Portuguese, you know, people from Lisbon. Yeah. Around. Thank you. It's a good idea. Other, do you want any other possibility? Yes. Yes. I would like, will you give me three other possibilities? Anybody. You start a new traditional friend, whatever, friendship tradition between men. Is that it? Yes. To start a new, a new friendship tradition. Or, I mean, I'll be traveling the next couple of months, but that what you just said to Anacolia is a great one things that I could do maybe in the next bunch of months traveling to, to have an experience like Aquarius has, where it's just like, yeah, I could go anywhere and meet, have kind of friends that I could create this with. You do something, you create an event that's something male oriented, like watching a game or playing cards or 
I don't know, smoking cigars. And then you tell them, and then you, you let them know that you're gonna be doing experiments during the, during the time you're together. And they, so they have to be willing to be, participate in say two experiments while they're there. Okay. And, and tell them it'll be on their edge, but it'll be fun. And it could also be stuff outside, you know, Devin, then, you know, the game yeah. is the TV, but it could be, let's go for a hike, you know, let's build yeah. a fire or. Invite yeah. to a movement practice in the woods. Tell them that you want to, to uh, learn new ways how to climb trees and to mm. balance on uh, like fallen uh, stems, stems. Um, yeah, branches. Stumps. Oh, yeah. or how to it. cross sea that is one kilometer or two kilometers and if they swim with you okay one when, if, you, when, when you, one i would like to hear from either jorge or sky blue and then you can have the extra the extra experiment uh phyllis Mm, I, I keep listening to to this um, to all of these possibilities and keep realizing how much fear there is for me. Um, so, Skyblue, can you say the fear? Because I think that would yeah. be the experiment. Mm. The fear of intimacy, and what I mean by that is. I have the story that men are more contracted, so making a connection is more difficult. So it's interesting we, because that's mm -hmm. you know the fear of intimacy is huge. So there would be one, two, three. That would be like the biggest fear of intimacy of what might happen or what might not happen. Hmm. Hmm. For me, the fear is that. It's just going to be a very surface like connection. The person will be like, yeah, you know, this is what I do. This is how my life is. And boom, that's it. So the fear is that I don't want to spend time with yet another surface level connection. And the story is that it's, it's men just don't open. They don't share. They don't want to connect. So... It, I don't think it has become uh, that clear to me prior to this point. Like I know for a fact that I prefer hanging out with women more than men. And I'm, I think I'm just now realizing why that is. I mean, so, so the, this question from Devin is probably Devin has a similar fear as you. Let's consider that. And you, mm. the, the fear, so the fear has this intelligence of, okay, this is what I'm afraid of. But the, 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 the other side of the fear is, okay, my fear is informing me that I need to, that I want to create something different than what I'm afraid will happen. 
And so if you use your fear to, to create what, how could Devin create something different than a superficial men conversation? Mm. There's something about that, that, that very energy that the Aquarius shared, which is like scanning and feeling who you want to connect with and coming right up and being upfront and straight, hey, I want to connect with you. How are you doing? What are you feeling? What's happening for you? And just not beating around the bush in terms of like, hey, man, you know, want to grab a beer and, and direct with hanging out with you. So really doing the experiment of stepping up to the opportunity of connecting with someone as opposed to just waiting for the invitation or for a situation to arrive when that connection happens. So that's, I think that's where that fear is pointing. Great, I have, yeah. it might be an experiment for you also, Sky Blue. Yes, 100%, I feel that, yes. Devin? Well, yeah, just what you described, I have memories of that just being the way I was with other boys when I was being a kid and how other boys were with me. It was just like, what are you doing? You're hitting something with a stick. Can I join? It's like this sort of incredibly innocent uh, motion toward each other that somehow has become a thing to experiment with, but that was just the normal thing. So anyway. Great. I accept. Yeah. When when I hear about the fear, uh, uh, could it be the 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 sort of touch Christina was describing, the uh, uh, possibility being back to back, and then connecting. So, so every man has a his own space where he can be with his fear but connecting back to back. This instantly actually, uh, I would like to offer another possibility. Uh, instantly brought up the memory of these occasions when I go to contact and prof, contact improvisation dance. And specifically, like as much as I enjoy flowing with the feminine energy, whenever it happens that there is a man there and I actually connect with, with the masculine energy, in the dance it's just this completely different this brotherly camaraderie power push pull kind of energy that is just it's it's it's, it's uh, how the way i'm feeling about it right now it's like yes more of that so the possibility for you Devin, is wherever you are see if there is a contact improv uh, mm. event happening and go there and experience it. Thank you. So, so we have Jorge and then Phyllis and then Christine. Yes, thank you. And as I hear this conversation, my my, my fear just went up, up the roof and um, what I'm connecting about it is that uh, in the place where I am right now, when I think of men, 
I think of hunters. They are hunters, like people with the, their hat on and, and big beards. And, and I have a similar situation that to Aquarius that I'm in the move. Like I'm constantly like, like moving from one place to another. Uh, so uh, yeah, like there is a few people that I, that I can think of here uh, as man that I can invite to. And the, there was a, a lot of, the, I feel sadness from, yeah, like that, like that, that is not there. That, 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 that way of connecting with money is not there. And I, I think this, this experiment is for me as well to, to go for me because I, yeah, like I feel like, yeah, I want to create these new traditions. I want to create, and I, I, I can use my fear for that. I can use my sadness for that. And I can use my, yeah, the, these feelings for that. Okay, Jorge, I know that you can, but then you're keeping it secret about how you're going to do it. And, and the team actually needs yeah. the experiment that you're going to do. So Devin can do it and whatever. Yeah, um, this uh, idea for the improv, like looking for an improv group, improv contact dancing that that lead me up because there is there is groups like that over here where I where I live, and there is also an, a neighbor. And what what I'm seeing is just going directly like, hey, there is there is this experiment that, I, or uh, yeah, like I, there is this experiment where we can hold each other. Like going just directly to that to do you want to do to, to exchange a holdings? Hold on, I, I have a proposal about that. Yeah. Um, because I think most people, even me, if somebody you know told me that, I would just be like, what's gonna happen? You know, <laughs> what do they want? You know, what do they want? Mm -hmm. And so it helps to build a bridge. It really helps to build a bridge. And I think one of the first pieces. Hey, I'm doing an experiment. I'm doing this research, which is true. I'm doing this research about how can we build new friendship, new fr friendship tradition among men. Yeah. And 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 so and I, I, what what do you think about this? How have you been thinking about this too? Because I scan and I I'm I'm like I need to talk to you about this. So and that already builds the bridge to you know other experiments. That, that, yeah, that sounds like a huge possibility and seeing that, that bridge, creating that bridge. And there is there is a friend that I started because uh, I was really called to do this practice of holdings. And there is a friend here that he lives here that is a roommate and that we practice a lot of like like touch and like, like contact. And that has been great, but it hasn't been something that is sustainable. And there has been like, huge huge fears that, that come in in those moments uh, and we we have been meeting each other in that fear of being being men in patriarchy and like being like recognizing this need for for closeness uh, with, with other men and we in different ways i have i have possibility yeah, yes. of um creating an event with eye contact conscious eye, eye contact so you meet you it can be even in a public space you sit with i don't know first with one person you put you put um, a sign uh, eye contact um, convent or whatever and or you just grab people would you like to have an eye contact with me for 
one minute, even for one one minute, just looking to each other into contact uh, in in the eyes. I think that would create that would be first step, and that would create this big amount of intimacy already that you could feed that people that men could feed, but also that's great for women. But because I have I have a fear that if you start coming to people and say to let's say normal regular people men and say I I want to you know have new friends or I want to um, I have this experiment about friends and this word friends is so I mean has so many connotations and people would be regular people yeah. who are close would be afraid of I don't want any friend this I need to invest something or this is something else I don't know it's I think this I would use different words than friends, a connection or something as well. So these are these are two possibilities of first not not using the word friends because this is very vast with meanings. And uh, eye contact. Thank you. Thank you. Phyllis, are you still you still had something or? Uh, well, mine, mine was uh, <clears throat> something like a challenge course where men pair up together and have to support each other to get through doing physical challenge, physically challenging activities and to start that way. And then, and then to have a group at, afterward and talk about their experiences with each other um, what felt supportive, what didn't feel supportive. And then, and then maybe move on to speaking about male support in life, likening that to male support. What does male support in life look like? Thank you, God, we're building a whole men's lab here or something <laughs> yeah cool i'd like to see that yeah men's lab mm -hmm. yeah yeah i'd like to to add to the to the movement thing there are two men uh, who created a movement culture but also researching about men next man's culture cool. and uh, Ido Portal and uh, Josef Bartz. One is a, an Israeli guy and the other a German guy. And I post the websites of them in the chat. And my possibility is to have an interview with them because mm -hmm. they're working a lot with men. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. If, if any of you, Devin, Jorge, or Sky Blue, do an interview, yeah, please record it. and arrange with them that we can post it on the PMTV. It would be a public okay. public interview. Yeah, great. Thank you. Thank you. I want to, I know where I feel, I feel you're moving in no, a no, different no. direction. Go ahead. I, I want to suggest um, uh, when we're looking at possibility and curiosity. So there's this fear, there's the conversation about friend and there's like, will you approach someone? Women are used to it. You approach some man and it's like, dude, don't get too close. There's a possibility of curiosity 
and invitate like in it, inviting a man into curiosity and in this a specific curiosity which is what i call human tv which it might be you station yourself on a corner and you're in an open you you it's it's also your energetics right what are you doing with your bodies you're in an open grounded invitational place where you know who you are and that is there's an invitation and you're in a place of curiosity if you might say hello and and then say you want to know what i'm doing here and explore what humans look like from that place of simply watching curiosity like i there's a very busy corner in chicago and i used to do this all the time at night after bar time and i loved it we would have such um, appreciation for humans doing what they do and that might be a, a neutral enough place because it uses the intellect and if you're grounded and they're included and it's not overly intimate but it's very intimate because you're creating something where do you think that's a new couple or you think they just met where do you think they're headed let's see if they're going to get a cab what's happening over there it's a it's so that it's a wonderful experiment anyway but i think it might be an opening a possible opening for men anything else Devin? no thank you for thank you for all these possibilities i yeah mostly just <laughs> ton of fear about engaging with them but can but you, it's uh, yeah so can you say what the fear is it, it really just helped to say it yeah it's something i feel afraid yeah i feel afraid about putting putting my my something like exposing myself, exposing myself for what I actually want or, or something about reaching out and going first that it's such a big risk. So, and, and it would be, there's both things. It's afraid of someone being like, get away from me, that's stupid. Or someone being, yes, and, and that opens up a whole I mean, at least with someone saying no, that's stupid. It, the the thing is closed. But for someone to say yes, it's there's. I feel afraid of just walking together into into unknown territory and God, just not knowing what to do there. And not yeah. That's what I sense immediately is. And also that I've tried, the, the other thing is I've tried this before and it's so uncomfortable and it'll just be more, more of the same sort of uncomfortable fumbling around with other Sorry, men. If we do it slowly, and there's only four kinds of uncomfortable. I mean, I'd said that and scared. Probably you didn't have that distinction before. I did. Um, okay. But yes, I, uh, that it was really, that it was scary, that it was 
ongoingly scary and that and that there yeah and the other uncomfort was huge sadness because at least my story was I never got there I never got to a place where it it actually felt like there was real or or it was always a um, accident we'd stumble into connecting in a way that I'm not sure the phrase that's coming up is something like in a way that felt safe, but I'm not sure exactly what that means. The thing Sky Blue was talking about earlier about this sort of superficial dancing around, somehow I've found that even trying to go deeper with, at least for me, with other men, it just takes so much. It just takes so much and we could even be talking about deep things and or interacting on a deep level and somehow i still my my own defenses or whatever can keep it light and superficial and that no bonding actually happens and and I, yeah i think that's just so heartbreaking that i don't want to keep doing it wow so what's different when you're walking with a man as compared to when you're walking with a woman that you're not involved with and connecting? I, I think, I don't know. I, it would be something I could observe and check out. I know it's much higher level, yeah. I would have a beginning of an answer in that is that the woman is holding space. Yeah. Yeah, and for me, for me, what what uh, what if the feelings are coming for me is that there is something that almost like I can hide with with, uh, with women, and this is, I'm scared of saying this with something like 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 a woman can see like see more to me or see like. Like, yeah, there is like a, a tenderness, a softness and and something about um, being with man and uh, feeling scared of being hurt or being uh, like getting it too rough or getting into this place of competition that it, it just yeah, like doesn't allow, like it, 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 it keeps things on the surface. It doesn't like let things like, like sink in and like, like really going to this place of unknown, like it's like almost as man, like we're holding on to this thing. Like I know, I know what I'm doing, and I have these projects and things, and these are the things that I want to do. And and it's so hard to to let go of that in a in a man setting. Jorge, can you say it again? Instead of saying it's so hard, is it's yeah. that's just a feeling. It's just it's an emotion. So yeah, you say the emotion. It's scary. I yeah. I think it's scary. Is I feel scared of, of letting go of that because then uh, it's almost like that's what we uh, we like, it's almost that like that's what makes me a man that that those things and letting go of those things is like uh, so you're nothing you're 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 a crazy man or you're you you have nothing who are you as a man and getting getting questioned from other man uh, yeah. The, yeah, so something like on the on the social level, on the um, cultural level, modern culture, like like wanting to keep that that face, that 
like insensitive, like I can do it. I'm a man. I know how to do this. Yeah, so there is, yeah, it seems like there is so much in there. I mean, really the path of initiation in terms of what we are archetypally is the woman is everything. And mm, the path of initiation for a woman is to be able to be everything and not identify with anything and just it's painful it's immensely truly painful to be everything because we can see everything that's broken everything that's not working everything that's not connected everything that's not perfect and round and to be able to be everything and to be in this pain and also not try to fix it all and to just being able to be in this pain of being everything and so that's the our path of initiation as the feminine and the path of initiation for the masculine is being nothing. You meant, you know, you mentioned that. And yeah. God, just the identity of the patriarchal men is I am something. I know, I own, I control, I I decide, I and to be to be this this nothing, it's absolutely terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. You know, in both you and Devon, what I heard you say is that, or especially you, Hore, is that, okay, a woman, you know, a woman, you know, and a, a woman who's initiated or on her path of initiation, we look at a man and he's pretending to be something. And I'm, I'm just like, oh, so irrelevant. You know, I, this is a, the show is like a wet tissue paper. And I say, hello, and that thing, you know, blows apart and most men as obvious it is in this spaces most men can't handle that that a woman would be able to look at them and be you're you're nothing and and a man being able to actually be with a woman and be nothing and so but also to be nothing with another man who is nothing the result of this lack of really initiation and and owning this nothingness is that you're hiding from each other. Yeah. You're, you're, you're just, you're hiding. And, you, and, and in that sense, it's like what I'm hearing is that you're hiding from yourself. You're hiding that you're nothing. And, and you're pretending that the other person is, all, the other man is not nothing. And, yes. and then what you get is bullshit. What you get is superficial. What you get is what you think you know, you have, you own, you control. You are. And so, okay, what a path. What a, what a path of, of healing and discovery of, I don't know, this question. You know, we were talking about quest and question a few weeks ago about how do I become nothing without being adaptive, manipulated, controlled, you know, whatever, or as much as by other men than with other women. You know, the unconscious, the unconscious side of the woman, like the archetypal underworld of woman is evil, is just evil. And so one of the way that we do evil is that we put a little claws in the men and we play with them. This is the spider, the men being the fly, 
and in a in a in a war, you know, whatever, in a battle between the spider and the fly, who wins? The spider. The spider. Every time you get to mm -hmm. fight, if you if you get to involve yourself in a fight with the underworld of the feminine, you are lost. You know, you will be utterly destroyed. You know, and that's terrifying for men. So then the show goes on. Okay, but the show, the un, the the archetypal unconscious side of the masculine, you know, if the upper world side, whatever the archetypal upper world side is is being nothing, the upper world, the underworld unconscious archetype is being stupid. Just stupid. Just play stupid. And, you know, and it's like between the evil and the stupid, the evil wins. You'll just play the stupid, you know, like a little guitar. Just play around the stupid. And that's why this sense of, you know, this the, a huge rage in the, in the woman when, you know, finally she gets, we get back our anger is to look at men and this rage of why men are just so stupid. You know, that's one of the first layers. They're just idiotic well it you know it's true and it's not true it's true because that's the unconscious manifestation of the masculine but like how can men be so stupid that they think that money in a bank account is it is more important will take over life on gaia you know that's how stupid the masculine can be it's just a and it shows up as the patriarchy and women are also playing the game of the patriarchy, but it's really this unconscious stupidity. Mm, so, uh, what a question. How do I become mm. nothing? How can I be nothing with another person who's nothing? And can we, how long can we stay there? How long can we stay there be nothing? Without ever trying to, you know, defend, own, no control, I mean, what a meeting, you know, you have a men's meeting and every time a man starts being, trying to be something, beep, stop, we go back to nothing. No, and probably the first meeting, the only thing that will happen is just beep. Nobody will be able to say anything from nothing. Okay, well, this is where we are. And, and to... You know, and what do I get, you know, why you're laughing? I mean, this is so painful. And, and then the laughing is to, to really cover up this pain of, I mean, I don't know, if I was a man and I, and I knew that archetypally I could be nothing and that what kind of intimacy I could have with other men. Go ahead, Gabrielle. Bye. And if I, whatever, knew that I, Okay, I don't even know. I don't even know what a, a nothing to a nothing intimacy can be, or I don't even know what a nothing to everything intimacy can be like. You know, who who can she be when I am nothing? What what about experiencing that? Who can she be when I am nothing? Yeah. And, and, and discovering, discovering who, God, who is she really? Who is she really? 
when I am nothing and I'm holding this archetypal possibility of her being the gateway to the center of the labyrinth of spaces. And or, or, what, or what I can create out of nothing. Anyway, to if I yeah live with this, I had the map. Like I had the map. Uh, this is possible. Other men have been there. Other men have explored it, you know, by accident or not. Or and I didn't know yet how to how to navigate there. There would be this huge longing. It's just this huge longing and grief and rage and fear and yeah yeah <clears throat> i was uh, from my laughing what i could get from it the information i could get from it is that it was a, a mix of feelings of joy and and fear uh and something about it is like it's so easy to be nothing like just just be nothing just there is nothing to do just be nothing uh, and something about it feels like it's so easy to to be nothing and uh, the other side is holy like holy shit what is it to be nothing what is what and what can happen from nothing what does nothing what is the the active part of nothing what can happen when two nothings meet together uh, uh, but i guess is the 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 part that's coming now is that they're, they're not nothing they're uh, they're trying to be something and and this trying is what uh What's causing the, the, the like the hiding and the not not seeing each other and hiding from each other? So yeah, how how do how are we are nothing? You, and I are think you your question. To understand this, okay. I, I, yeah, in a way, yes. And yeah. I don't think it's going to help you at all. Yeah, I think the the question. The, of who can she be when I am nothing? It, it's is huge for me. There is a lot of in there, and yeah, there is nothing. There is nothing to understand. The thing is, you're still talking, filling up what could be nothing. So that's one of your strategy of avoiding being nothing is that you fill up every piece of silence with talking just as a hint in that direction and and th what does that mean for man like when 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 is our or when do we get do we talk do we why why do man talk and are men when man talk are they nothing and like you're, you're still, still doing it kind of doing it i'm, I'm still doing it yes Christine? Yeah, from, from my experience, like the, like the, with the masculine, it's like constantly shifting into letting go of knowing. As soon as there's I'm that and going into the focus of letting go of that, like constantly letting go, there's 
a thought of, okay, I'm this right now, or as soon as there's this be something, then letting go of this again, like shifting the focus from being something to letting go of that something. As if every moment is a letting go moment, so that the question of can be get can get bigger and bigger in in myself. Like as soon as I notice, I want to answer it. It's not nothing anymore. That's what I want to say. Thank you. As a as a transition in. In term, I think it, it participates in this conversation. I wanted to go with you today is about baggage. It's about how much baggage we carry. And so five body baggage, physical, emotional, energetic, intellectual, and also archetypal baggage. And the work in terms of being, you know, we're talking about being space holders here for transformation and healing, but also just actually being present. The baggage is, is just like these weights that are, that are holding us down into whatever, a, bi a big now, a big, a big here. So not just like around me or in the space that I am, but here, does that make sense? A big here, does everybody get what I'm saying by big here? Phyllis? Oh, I think so. You mean that you're here, you're nowhere else. Your mind is nowhere else. Right. You know, thinking about this person, the children. Uh, yeah, this. A big a big me, a bunch of stories about me, who I am and, and what whatever, and a big them. So all of the baggage just make the now, the here, the me, the them huge. And then presence is impossible. So there's a website called Baggage. And I would like to read it a little bit with you. I know we have 25 minutes. And to start where I wanna go with this is, let me move it so I can see you and the website at the same time, is to start building experiments and a list of what kind of baggage are we working on, you know, whatever, for the next months. What kind of baggage are we trying to lift off? So that it's like the, the balloon, like the hot, hot, air balloon it can actually fly this is about flying okay and i mean just want to add that really when i noticed because i'm holding space for this possibility team for space holders but the rage club space holder training i'm holding space for the fear club space holder training or the trainer path which is all these uh holding space and I noticed that the ability to be with, like the ability to, to really be with your client, your participant, and um, the ability to go nonlinear, the ability to create from nothing, the ability to uh, um, invoke parts of somebody's being that they're not seeing or experiencing is completely related to how much baggage like how present can I be because if I have a story about you I cannot invoke anything else but the story and that's what I will keep invoking over and over again in terms of the question I'm asking or the comments I'm making or the feedback I'm giving it'll keep invoking the same story about who I think you are okay well if I can 
drop that story, then I can be in the present and whole new uh, dimensions of your being become available for me to invoke or call forth, you know, or, or so things like that. It's really um, a weight. It's really a weight. Okay, so I'll read a little bit. If you have any questions or comments or anything while I'm reading, just uh, interrupt me. I'll be, my eyes will be on the website and not so much on our screen. So baggage. If you were carrying around 150 kilograms of extra baggage, do you think it would affect the quality of your life and relationship? How would you feel about deciding not to carry around that baggage? So where did you get it? You know, baggage, where did you get it? Why do you carry it? And how do you get rid of it? How do you drop it? And what about the karmic consequences of carrying baggage? So um, Clinton wrote this website. I don't know what he had in mind, but I can already get, you know, what about karmic consequences? For example, one of the heavy baggage that we carry around in the material modern culture is physical baggage, like literally physical things. So the fact that like a number of us already nomads makes the physical baggage lighter because we've been through this initiation of dropping, you know, we can't physically carry as much material. So, I mean, how many people here are nomads? Like do not have a physical home where you can store things. Okay. Well, I know that Christina, you also to some degree nomad and also Gabriela to some degree you're nomad. Like yeah, I want to interrupt here. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I, I've been a nomad and I'm now not anymore that much, but I've been nomad for, I don't know, 20, 25 years, basically. And I was, I was moving around with not so much stuff mm -hmm. because I was dumping my stuff in many other places that were not belonging to me. And for example, at my parents' place. So this is, I want to just punch this illusion of being nomad traveling light and having no attachments. That was, yeah. that was my story. And recently, like I think two or three weeks ago, I, I went to my parents' place and really went through this 15 full boxes since, I don't know, uh, some of part of, of that was when I was, I don't know, 10, 15 years old. So I really, I got rid of that. Well, and that was big illusion. I was really, you know, getting rid, rid of this illusion that yes, I am a nomad, but on the, you know, on the B, on, you know, someone else is paying for, for my light baggage, not me. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody else is paying for your mess. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's, that's part of this karmic consequences is, or like these energetic consequences is how do you leave stuff at your parents' home? Well, you're still in your parents' home. You're, part of you is still in this bubble of the parents or, you know, also ex-partners. How many stories I've heard of people leaving, oh yes, I already have, still have a box or two or clothes or a dress or toothbrush at my ex-partner's home. God, then you have all part of your energy is, is, is bound, like is enmeshed in yeah, your parents, your ex-partner, your brother, your sister, stuff like that. Thank you for pointing that out. And 
Mm. So the same, if you are carrying, you know, uh, things, whatever, from your ex-partners, for example, if you're carrying a ring, you know, jewelry, gifts, um, uh, an old shirt, uh, um, what else could you, like letters, love letters, you know, from past partners, uh, you know, even in your phone, you know, now everything is so digital, but to have to carry, to keep these emails around that you want to, then you can, you know, whenever you want, you can go and open that email so you can read this old love lover, love lover's letter, you know, is that's, that's baggage. It is energetic baggage. So I'm not saying it's bad or, or, or wrong or whatever. It's just having this conversation about this, what is keeping us off the ground? Like what is keeping us from evolving? What are the subtle and not subtle, so subtle ways that we have tied ourselves, you know, to the ground and that the, the hot air balloon cannot go out and something like being in movement so that the forces of the universe can blow in your, in your sails. You know, it's kind of like being anchored at the marina or at the port and the wind you know, you have sails and the wind is blowing while well, you can't actually go on your evolutionary journey. You can't, you know, serve your archetypal lineage or your bright principle or create project because you have all these knots at the port. And, and, and it can create this huge war. I mean, you can imagine the tension on the boat that it would create between the winds and trying to, you know, all the, the really the initiation and the healing process is about putting the sail up. You're putting the sail up, the wind is coming and then you tie it up, it would just create this immense war inside. So this is, yeah, the conversation. Great. So there's a section, where did your baggage come from? Uh, we'll skip that. And then in, in terms of assumptions that lead to baggage, like what are the assumptions that would lead to carrying baggage? What are some examples of the kind of baggage that you may be unconsciously carrying around. So adult ego state contamination, like Christina said, that's huge baggage. That you have abandoned your integrity, that you have abandoned your dignity, your, the respect of yourself would be a baggage that you'd be carrying. So that's every time you didn't say what needed to be said, you didn't make a boundary where the boundary needed to be made. You didn't uh, take care of yourself the way you absolutely wanted to. At that moment, you abandon your integrity and it's a weight of, of like it's a scar. It's a weight of, I didn't take care of myself. You, it, then you're missing out on this experience of, I can take care of myself 100% in any moment, in any circumstances. That's the end of, the phase one of adulthood. When you start having this experience, that means you've reached the end of the phase one of adulthood and um, phase two can open. You know, and phase two of adulthood is pure creation. Okay, so assumption. I mean, these are huge. Each of those are huge universes. Each of those could be years of practices and, and healing. You know, what assumptions... God, I don't think I could go through this whole entire list. I'm just going to keep reading. 
Um, but this assumption is, you know, the experiment about that is, can you spend one entire day without making any assumption at all about you, about others, about what is supposed to happen? You know, no zero as assumption. You know, in the experiment is like you catch yourself making one assumption, next day you start over. You know, until you can do an entire day, zero assumption. And most of the assumption are, you don't, you don't even know. You don't even know that you're making an assumption. That's how subtle assumptions are. The way to notice assumption is results. It's like, did you create what you wanted to create? And if you did not, probably you made a bunch of assumption about what was supposed to happen, for example. Mm. You know, and it can be in terms of project, but it can be in terms of an evening with your partner. Or it can be in terms of breakfast. But it, you know, it's things like for the past three months, every morning I make chai latte for me and for Clinton. Okay, every morning I make no assumption that Clinton wants chai latte. Every morning I ask him, do you want, you know, I'm making chai latte for myself. Do you want some? And sometimes, most often it's yes, but sometimes it's no. So it's stuff that is just, you know, how arrogant and how, you know, it seems, God, oh, she's so nice. She's making chai latte, you know, for her partner. And it's like, you get feel this, God, I'm, I, I love my partner. She, she loves me because she makes chai latte for me. You know, okay, first of all, that's a huge assumption in there that loves come from, what your partner does for you, you know, she makes charlotte. But how arrogant it would be for me to assume that Clinton is the same person this morning who would want charlotte. And that tiny little, you know, it seems tiny assumption destroys the possibility of archetypal intimacy. Because I already, it's totally superior and arrogant. So, whatever so you wake up in the morning and you know and it's especially in in couples in relationship assumption build up so quickly of well we had we have to get out of bed in the at the same time we have to go to bed at the same time you know uh we we the assumption god if they want something then for them to do it i want the same thing i need to want the same thing for us to do it together like i don't so on and on and on so that could be a a baggage that you could be working on. So there's whatever, being adaptive, that's a huge baggage. Being unbubbled, uncentered, ungrounded, that would be huge, that would be baggage. Being uninitiated, which is, you know, it sounds like that, but it's, it would be being uninitiated about something because it's not you uninitiated and then you're initiated and then it ends. It doesn't work like that. So it's a path of initiation. So it's being uninitiated about meaning, meaning being unable to take responsibility for. That's what uninitiated means. You, you're not able to take radical responsibility for that thing. Carrying beliefs, especially political, religious, um, about relationship, about marriage, about 
sex, about money, about power, about fame, about success. I don't know if I said that. All these kind of beliefs, a huge baggage. Brain splits. That's a process that we do in labs. If you have brain splits, this comes from intense moments of shock, in, especially in our childhood, where there's something that we could not understand. And so we actually made energetic splits in our brain as a way to survive. So that the, the thing that we could not understand could live in our brain not understood. And so that's the way we do it. And we, it's a process, a healing process to sew your brain splits. Another baggage is to be centered on child level responsibility. I can make a mess and I don't have to clean it up. You know, this modern culture. Carrying conclusions. There's an amazing website. I just worked on the experiment about conclusions. Every time you make a conclusion, you put yourself in a fantasy world. So conclusions such as it will never work. Uh, conclusion such as she doesn't like me. She doesn't love me. Conclusions such as um, uh, big, like a relationship has to be nurturing. My partner has to nurture me. That's a huge conclusion on relationship. Or my, uh, I need to be inspired to do my project. To do project, I need to be inspired by the project. Conclusion. And then if you don't have this warm, fuzzy, exciting sensation of ins inspiration, then you abandon your project. You know, it's, it has huge consequences. It's really heavy weight. So conclusions. Uh, being confused, carrying confusion around instead of actually being angry. Confusion actually is being angry. So being confused instead of being angry. Um, yeah, not disrespecting your word. You know, something to, exper to experiment. I mean, also for, for women, but just because we had this conversation about, about men and men's culture and, and, and archaeical men before is there used to be something that was called your word. And if you gave your word, it actually meant something. Mm -hmm. It actually, it, it was like your word was your, was your bond. Your word was your, um, and that thing has disappeared. People make any kind of promises, commitments, stand, agreements, and have no problem breaking them. No problem not completing them and not communicating about that. Okay. People's word, I mean, especially in a, you know, for me in an environment where I'm holding space, I immediately consider that people's word is worthless. I, I just, I do not expect, what I mean is like, I do not expect people to keep their word. And for somebody's word to mean, to have value in my world, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of you know, test and experiment and okay, will they keep their word? So mm, that would be an amazing domain to explore as men. You know, what is your word? And, and 
Can you keep your word? Can you respect your word? The words that are coming out of your mouth that, you know, respecting your word means every word that comes out of your mouth is what you mean. You mean what you say. Can I say something about that? Go ahead. So I'm doing an experiment, right? I'm practicing experiments around changing my mind. I give my word and then I change my mind. And, and I do it so that there's time. So what's the difference of, so, you know, for me, that's important. Yeah. So what's the difference? So when you change your mind, do you also have the practice of communicating that you've changed your mind? Of course, of course. Okay, well, that's not, most people change their mind and do not communicate at all. And so then you're, you know, as the person who had the agreement, you're just like, what happened? Oh, well, I forgot, whatever, I forgot, which is really, I changed my mind. So that's the thing with integrity or your word is, if you change your mind and you communicate, then your word is still valid because you've communicated because you've included the other person in, in your process. It's a collaborative communication. Okay. Yeah. I misunderstood you. I thought you were saying that you have to <laughs> make good on your word every time, you know, um, regardless of what changes. Well, I think these are different experiments and they, you know, they, they, come, they come together. But you, you, right now you need to do the experiment of changing your mind. You know, yeah. as a way to reclaim your center, your authority that, you know, this is my life, I decide. And the, your word would be the experiment, you know, respecting your word is to do the experiment when your boxing gremlin runs your life about what you do or don't do, for example. And it's, well, let me see. And it's also more about being honest with like including the other person and being honest about your ex that you actually be uh, be real about to the other. Well, my gremlin in a way took over and I didn't inform you that I changed my mind or that this that this step didn't happen. Oh, yeah, but that that would not even be your word. I mm, so I'm changing a little bit what I said before I'm, I'm coming back on what I said is your word is really something archetypal. Mm. And so basically you need to be able to be in phase two of adulthood before you can actually do this experiment of your word, meaning that if you are in a place in your life where you can take care of yourself at any moment in any circumstances, if you've completed, you've dropped so much baggage that Taking care of yourself is not an experiment anymore. It's just a, it's just a, a state. It's a, it's a certainty. It's a foundation. Then, for me, what I'm, you know, experimenting with what's ecstatic is, what if I do what I said I will do, no matter what, as an experiment, because I gave my word. Because there was something back there, back then, that moved me. And I, and I can check with, you know, if I, that it is not my child or my gremlin or my parent or my survival strategy. It actually came from archetypal forces. 
know, this, I will do this no matter what. And, mm, but like, like I said, this is really in the case where you can absolutely take care of yourself, that it's never, you're not abusing yourself as you're doing this. You know, just in terms of this archetypal things, because um, I was researching about this this talk next weekend of the archetype, the archaical woman, and obviously for me it's like there's the archaical woman, and 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 immediately in the conversation comes the archaical men in this relationship, and and there's things like, uh, so your word is an example, but things like chivalry. And, and what if that was really an, archi an archetypal possibility and not a patriarchal one? Like, let's say the patriarchy has its own grip on it, but actually it holds it as its source, at the source, it's an archetypal possibility of chivalry. Okay, how would that go in archaearchy? Mm. So, yeah, stuff, things like that, I, I, that are interesting. I, I don't know the interesting, like the source of huge, I, got, I can't, I don't know how to talk about this, really a source of huge energy, of huge force, of drive, of, you know, that takes over your life. Yeah. So we're coming, we're coming to an end, God, we even, we're only in the C's. No, disrespecting your word. We made it to the D's. Where is this document? Yeah. It's called Baggage. It's the website I'll post it. So there's a whole okay. list of baggage. And then um, there's, God, there's a whole, and then there's even other list of physical baggage, intellectual baggage, energetic baggage, um, emotional baggage. So that was kind of the core list. And then it's broken down into the five bodies. And I, I wanted to ask the yeah. word. Sh was it shivering? I, Shiver, I did like um, chivalresque. 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 Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Chivalry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, thank you. So my proposal is that if during the week, if you want to do this, is to go through this website and to pick three, to pick three baggages that you would want to work on. And most of them in that core list have a link to a website with experiments and to either choose an experiment from the website or build your own experiment, but say, these are the three baggages and three experiments that I'm, I, I'm, I'm working at the whatever in the, in the center of my life at the moment. And just to put them on your radar. You know, I don't, I don't need you to commit to doing them. I'm just saying to put them on in your field of work. Okay, Any, anything from anybody about this? I just want to say that uh, I found for myself that most of the baggage uh, comes also with what we said, it's karmic consequence of how I learned, um, basically how, how my, I learned to be in my box built and how my ancestors translated not having physical touch that's what i want to bring the conversation to and replacing it with stuff and how this is mm. influencing 
and the more I um, and I, I experienced it how uh, through body therapy how much uh, if I have touch or if I heal that part after every process I I let go of stuff like wow. I don't need it it's like yeah so Great. So thank you, Christine. I would so I would add as part of this experiment to choose a baggage and to notice, like Christina did, where is it coming from? Mm. Like, where is this carrying this baggage? So what pain is it numbing? You know, what hole is it filling? You know, where is this coming from? And then the possibility of releasing it, including through emotional healing processes. Great. Okay. Next week, we're back to regular schedule on Thursday, 7 p.m., same time. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. See you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for letting me here.